0: Welcome to the 5th and possibly final episode of Game of Thrones Abridged Abridged that means we're abridging the bridge we're burning our bridge and we're moving with the speed un- as yet unseen and we are reading Eddard 1 a Game of Thrones So what's happening here is that the king, Robert Baratheon, and all of his mates, all of his homies, all of his Lannisters, all of his dudes are turning up at Winterfell in the north, the realm of Lord Eddard Stark, and there are differences between these Southerners and these Northerners. The Southerners are all decked out with banners and with horses and all this gilded nonsense, whereas the Northerners are more sort of tough and simple and plain, sort of cold folk, you know. There's Jamie Lannister, and there's Sandor Clegane, uh, who are both preceded by their sort of defining characteristics. Jamie is described as bright as beaten gold, and Sandor is described with his terrible burned face. And then there's Joffrey Baratheon, who by the way is described as a tall boy. Doesn't He doesn't seem very tall in the show, does he? And also the imp, Tyrion Lannister, who is indeed rather less tall uh so there's the king's there's there's Cersei who everyone turns up uh Robert Baratheon and Ned uh reunite in the show they had that bit where when Ned calls where where Robert sort of uh sort of talks 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 some banter with Ned although in this Robert just 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 jumps right up and says ah it's good to see you mate you haven't changed. So, different, slightly different dynamic. But in any case, uh, 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 there's a description of how cool Robert Baratheon, King Robert Baratheon, was like years ago. Previously, he was, he looked, seemed so, like, strong and muscled and towered over other men. A veritable giant with a spiked iron warhammer. Um... But now, yeah, no, it's actually a great line here. So they say that back in the day, Robert, the smell of leather and blood had clung to Robert like perfume. But now it was perfume that clung to him like perfume, and he was fat now as well. So it's this kind of sad decline of the sort of great warrior Robert Baratheon to the sort of fat old sod king that he is today. Uh, And they also talk a little bit about the Greyjoy Rebellion. Uh, and so the other cunt's around, uh, and sort of right away, just like in the show, Robert's like, all right, we've arrived, and now, Ned, take me to the crypts. I want to go to the Winterfell crypts. Lots of people want to go to the Winterfell crypts. There's probably something important down there. It might be Rekha's up. Anyway, uh, and so they go down to the crypt, uh, and that's all exciting, uh, and, uh, they talk about how long it takes to get to the north, the journey, they talk about the neck, uh, uh, and <laughs> Robert makes this comment about how, uh, about how kings, uh, kings are a rare sight in the north, and then Robert says, Though they are probably hiding under the snow, snow-ned, and he says snow a second time, so that the second snow is the start of a new sentence, and the S is capitalized. Capital S Snow, as in maybe that's fucking Jon Snow, mate. Maybe he's implying that Jon Snow will be a king, mate. Fuck, that's a bit of foreshadowing, eh? Hey? Anyway, uh, so, uh, uh, so they sort of talk some shit. Robert talks about how great it is living in the south, getting drunk all the time, and having sex with whores, and the fruits are so ripe, and he can drink so much, and isn't that a great time? And Ned, in contrast, is being a bit somber. Uh, they, are, they are in the crypts, after all. Uh, and Robert wants to visit Lyanna, Uh but they also mention the other Starks who were dead, like Rickard Stark, Ned's father, uh, and they mention Brandon as well, who was killed by the Mad King Aerys Targaryen. Uh, uh, and yeah, they talk about Lyanna, and, and Robert talks about his grief for the death of Lyanna. Uh, and... Uh Nothing really. They just sort of talk sadly about the death of Lyanna. Uh, Robert talks about how angry he is about Rhaegar, uh, and they talk about the battle at, at, at the Trident, where Robert Baratheon defeated the Targaryens and killed Rhaegar Targaryen, uh, which was kind of his crowning moment, his his peak. Uh, and uh, and Robert talks about uh, he doesn't really like his wife Cersei that much. Uh, And they also talk about the death of John Aaron. They were both very fond of John Aaron, and they were talking about his the suddenness of his death, which might be a bit suspicious. The sudden death of John Aaron might be suspicious. And so they talk about the death of John... Um, and they also talk a little bit about John's son, uh, Robert Aaron, sweet Robin, uh, and how he's a bit of a shit kid, uh, and, uh, they also talk about, uh, how, uh, no, yeah, they're talking about taking him as a ward, it's fucking, it's politics, who cares, uh, and then they talk about the, how the wall is cool and how Benjin is cool. There's, there's a lot of time put into just establishing background, establishing politics, which, come to think of it, the show really does do quite a good job um, of establishing this stuff quickly. Uh, they don't have many minutes, they don't have many words to do this stuff, and the show does succeed in giving you a general sense of the politics and the characters and the, and the culture, which is, you got to hand them that uh, cause George, George spends many a word, uh, uh, there's one there, uh, and they talk about, yeah, John was a cool guy, uh, and, uh, and yeah, Robert talks about the time in, in the Eyrie as a, as a foster child of John, as a ward of John, uh, and, and then Robert says, look, I, I want you, Ned, to come with me down to King's Landing, uh, and be my hand of the King, uh, cause they're all pricks down there, you're a good bloke, come and be my fucking wingman in this politics bullshit, mate, uh, and, and Robert and Ned, yeah, he, he drops to a knee, uh, and he's sort of, sort of honoured, but at the same time, fucking horrified, cause he doesn't want to do this, he's of the North, he's committed to the Starks, he's committed to the North, he doesn't want to leave the North for the for King's Landing, um, but in any case, uh, Robert's like, yeah, look, I want you to fucking do it, because I want to eat and drink and wench myself into an early grave, but he at least has the common sense to get someone responsible like Ned to cover his ass in the meantime. Uh, uh, in any case, uh, yeah, they talk about kings eating and hands taking shits. There are a lot of good lines, a lot of good metaphors, a lot of good analogies in the books, which many, some make it into the show, but many don't, uh and, uh, they're like, oh, Robert's like, yeah, the North sucks, you should come down to the South, it'll be fun, I'll teach you to laugh again, uh, and they talk about marrying Joff to Sansa, uh, even though Sansa's only 11, 11, they're all so fucking young, uh, and, um, and Robert's like, come on, fucking hurry up and be my hand of the king, and then, And then Ned says he feels a terrible sense of foreboding. He can feel the eyes of the dead. They're all listening. And winter is coming. So in those first five chapters... It's a lot of words, but it does get a lot of work done. It establishes all of the important players in the Vale and the South and the North, and it establishes the history with the Mad King Aerys and Robert's Rebellion, and like and and, and, and like all the central conflicts of all of the characters with like Kat and her like shared her her, her, her history and her sort of culture clash, and talks about like Bran and his like naivety, and it talks about like Jon and his feeling of an outsider, and the whole shit with like Daenerys and all the shit that's going on there, and her feelings, and and the transformation she about to make. It establishes, like, the White Walkers and and, and the Wildlings and, like, these stereotypes we have about these cultures that are going to change. Like, there is a lot of fucking great narrative work done in those first five chapters. Like, not much actually happens. Not much actually changes, but it introduces us to a lot, and it sets a lot of really solid foundation, a lot of great groundwork for the future of the story to launch off from. It's good, it's good fucking writing. Uh, uh, And in any case... I think we should probably end it there. Thank you for listening to to this. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Uh, we could do more later on, maybe, if you like it. Uh, uh, but if so or if not, thank you. Have a good day and I'm going to go have a good sleep. Thank you and good night.